All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America, and happy Monday. What a busy Monday it is. We've got an incredible podcast today. The man that will oversee the House Oversight Committee when Republicans take over in January, Congressman James Comer, is in the House. We're going to have a very powerful conversation about what his staff is working on, where it goes in the Hunter Biden investigation, and what other things are at the top of his priority list, and get his reaction to a story we broke this morning about the special prosecutor named for the Trump investigation, a guy named Jack Smith and his ties to the IRS scandal. We're going to have that in a second, a little more on that, but we'll be getting all that. And then we're going to go to one of my good friends at America First Legal. He is the former Homeland Security Advisor to President Trump, John Zadrozzi. He's here to talk about a story we broke last week. The State Department has been partnering with Homeland Security to encourage censorship around the world. And its newest thing is a new video game called Cat Park. It's funded by the state's Global Engagement Center. And its job is to try to turn a generation of young people against populism, against nationalism across the globe, starting in Britain, Great Britain. We're going to talk a little bit about John Zadrosny with a lot of people scratching their head. Why are we using tax dollars for that? Why is populism bad? We used to embrace populism in America. John Zadrosny from America First Legal will be joining us first. He's the deputy director for investigations. And it was his group that helped us getting one of the documents we used to break that big story from last week. All right. So James Comer, John Zadrosny up in a little bit. But first, a couple of breaking headlines that we think are important. I'm going to get to that big scoop on Jack Smith in a second. But first, a story that I think a lot of people are talking about right now. A lot of people unhappy to find out how much the Pentagon has been embracing liberal, woke ideology, injecting it into the service academies, injecting it into special operators and forces, injecting it into the national security strategy of the United States. Well, Congressman Chip Roy from Texas, he's been on the show many times. Senator Marco Rubio, Florida, they put out a joint report this morning saying that this woke ideology, this indoctrination campaign inside the Pentagon is eroding America's warfighting capability including 
weakening our special operators, our special forces, which are such an important leading edge of our military security apparatus. So important story about critical race theory and its effect on the military. Really strong opening statement in this report. I'm just going to read it to you quickly. President Joe Biden and his administration are weakening America's warfighters through a sustained assault fueled by woke virtual signaling. Our military's singular purpose is to provide for the common defense of our nation. It cannot be turned into a left-wing social experiment. It cannot be used as a cudgel against America itself. And it cannot be paralyzed by fear of offending the sensibility of Ivy League faculty lounges or progressive pundits. Pretty strong language. The report goes through a lot of different aspects of how this liberal ideology has been injected into the Pentagon, everything from diversity and inclusion training and goals to the fact that the Biden administration's national security strategy listed as its number one goal, its number one goal, promoting diversity, inclusion, not preventing suicide, not reducing sexual assault, not trying to stop other forms of violence against our great servicemen and women. To the Biden administration, the report says, advancing a woke ideology is more important and keeping our soldiers safe. How about that? Hmm. All right. So that story is out there. Check it out. It's getting a lot of attention. The headline is Woke Ideology Eroding Warfighting Capability Inside Pentagon New Congressional Report Warns. Congressman Chip Roy and Senator Marco Rubio. We're going to try to get one of them or both of them on the show later this week. Now, if you're worried about the economy, there's yet another warning sign. One of the largest rail unions in America rejected a proposed labor contract that had been negotiated by the Biden administration, the Biden White House, with the freight railroads. This latest revolt would make the third union to do so. There is a strong possibility of a nationwide rail strike right before the Christmas holiday, December 5th, could be paralyzing unless Congress intervenes to try to stop it. Pretty important moment in American history. We're already dealing with supply chain shortages, inflation. A rail strike would be significantly devastating on top of a diesel shortage that we're all dealing with as well. That story is getting a lot of attention. But the one that I hope to ask Congressman Comer about, and which has gotten a lot of attention all across the country today, the new special counsel named by the Biden administration to investigate Donald Trump. His name is Jack Smith. He previously oversaw the Justice Department's public integrity section. And while there are two significant controversies that reflect on his capability, his ethos as a prosecutor. The first involved the pursuit of Virginia Republican Governor Bob McDonnell. If you remember a decade ago, McDonnell was rising in the ranks. A lot of people thought he might be a 2012 vice presidential candidate because of the good job he had done in, in Virginia. But uh, he was indicted by the Obama Justice Department by Jack Smith's public integrity section on allegations of bribery and corruption, basically taking gifts in exchange for public access. Family did. I think his wife was involved in that a lot. McDonald was convicted. But then the United States Supreme Court got involved and they reversed the conviction in the prosecution of Jack Smith's team, specifically saying that they had misinterpreted the statute, that it overly expansively interpreted what it constituted an official act of a government official. That was a significant rebuke, but it wasn't the only controversy. Smith also was the Justice Department official that initiated pressure on the IRS to begin what later became as the IRS targeting scandal, the IRS scandal in which they went after, unfairly according to internal investigations, conservative nonprofits over other 
tax-exempt groups in America. We now know, because of the great work of the House Oversight Committee, back when Jim Jordan and Daryl Issa were in charge of that committee, Issa now still back in Congress, Jim Jordan likely to be the House Judiciary Committee chairman, that Smith sent the initial email and did the initial pressure for the Justice Department to contact the IRS and tell Lois Lerner, the most famous figure from that scandal, hey, puts go after these conservative nonprofit groups. I want to give you one of the emails that became really important. This was in September 2010, right at the ignition point of the scandal. Jack Smith wrote one of his DOJ colleagues, Raymond Holzer, citing a New York Times article about nonprofits possibly helping politics in the aftermath of the famous Citizens United Supreme Court ruling. It says, this seems egregious to me, Jack Smith wrote. Could we ever charge a conspiracy to violate laws of the U.S. for misuse? That is something that you never want to see someone do. That is also on the docket today. So as people look out and take a look at Jack Smith, and we're going to ask Congressman Comer about this, we've asked Jim Jordan, the incoming House, the Judiciary Committee Chairman, do you think Merrick Garland has named the right person for this job? We'll see what he has to say at the end of that conversation. But a lot of questions here. What you see in Jack Smith, which is what we saw in James Comey, and in other overzealous prosecutors, Andrew Weissman, is this crusading prosecutor who wants to expansively look at the law. He's looking to invent a way to use the Justice Department to punish conservative nonprofits because he didn't like the way the Supreme Court rules. That's what the email shows about Jack Smith. Now, again, these are prosecutors. I'm sure they have good intentions. But the expansive role that they view the government power, the crushing power of the state, that is what is at the heart of this dual justice system. And remember, the first sign of a dual justice system came with the IRS targeting scandal a decade ago. That's when the IRS, the crushing power of the IRS was aimed at conservative nonprofit groups. Really important evidence to remember that the ignition point of that scandal involves Jack Smith, the man who's now going to go pursue Donald Trump as a special prosecutor. And keep in mind, when you take a sum total of what the Supreme Court said in the Bob McDonald case, which is that Jack Smith's team at the Justice Department Public Integrity Section overinterpreted, stretched the law, took it too far, overzealously interpreted what an official act was that could therefore constitute an illegal gift and they are a bribery charge. They overinterpret the law. They go beyond the statute and then is looking for ways to expand the Justice Department and the IRS to go after conservative nonprofits to address a Supreme Court ruling that he and the Democrats and President Obama didn't like. You begin to see the concerns of why some people are not that satisfied with the Jack Smith appointment. We're going to cover all of that in the show today, starting off with Congressman James Comer in just a few minutes. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Always excited to have the congressman on. He is one of the leading authorities on oversight, on accountability in the Congress. And you're going to hear a lot from him right after this commercial break. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected, 
for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. As promised, the man who will oversee the House Oversight Committee when Republicans take over Congress in January is joining us right now, Congressman James Comer from the great state of Kentucky. Congressman, what an honor to have you on the show today. It's a pleasure to be with you, John. We have a little bit of a spot hook. It looks like some of the news media are catching up to what you and I and others have known for quite some time. But CBS News this morning declaring that its own data experts have authenticated the Hunter Biden laptop. Interesting belated moment, but probably a sign that maybe the mainstream media realizes they can't ignore this anymore, right? Well, they better realize it because after the press conference Thursday, when I thought the House Oversight Committee laid out very, uh, very well the evidence of wrongdoing from Hunter Biden, the evidence that would lead one to believe that Joe Biden benefited from it. Uh, this weekend, the mainstream media has uh, gone overboard in, you know, questioning whether the information we had was legitimate. Uh, that uh, you know, they started off the laptop was Russian disinformation, and then they uh, 
altered it this weekend to say, well, it's it's probably been tampered with and some files have been added. Now CBS came out, just like uh, what you've been saying for months, John, that uh, this is, in fact, authentic and uh, has not been altered any. Yeah, certainly every email that we've done, we've been able to authenticate every time we write a story. And of course, we also had the FBI's handwriting expert confirm that the signature on the repair shop sheet was, in fact, Hunter Biden's signature. So we have a lot of degree of confidence there, but it's it's pretty extraordinary. The machinations that the media has gone through to try to distract, in some cases, I guess, delay. But all throughout this time, you stayed steadfast on the facts. And I think as we educate the public more, the facts are pretty shocking in terms of how much the Biden family got rich by just selling access, right? At the end of the day, this is really a selling access corruption scandal at its core. Is that correct, sir? That is correct. Hunter Biden wasn't manufacturing anything. He wasn't licensed to sell anything. He wasn't licensed to be a a legitimate lobbyist or foreign agent. So what was the Biden family business. The Biden family business has been influence peddling. That's what it's been for the past decade. They have made money off, quote, the family. So many emails and text messages prove that their whole business model and the reason that any client should pay them money was to have access to Joe Biden and to have access to government at the highest level. So, you know, this is wrong. This is corruption. Uh, At the very least, the American people need to know that Joe Biden blatantly lied about having any knowledge of Hunter's business dealings. More so, he he was involved in Hunter's business dealings. The people that he said he never met, we produced pictures of him meeting with them. So, you know, this is something I think if if the mainstream media spent more time reporting the facts, I think everyone in America would want a, a credible investigation of any potential wrongdoing because they need to know and they can make their own judgment. Was Joe Biden compromised by China? Is that why we have an America last energy policy in the United States? Is that why we're having to beg OPEC for more uh, oil production? You know, because he was receiving millions of dollars from China to try to help China start take owners, taking ownership in the American energy industry. These are things the American people need to know, and then they can base their decisions moving forward on whether or not they, they trust anything out of not just this White House, but the mainstream media that's been defending Joe and Hunter Biden. You have done so much work, even in advance of taking over the committee. And one of the things you get a sense of is that the FBI has kind of generally known what was going on. Going back to 16, I think they got some of Hunter Biden's documents originally in 16 in a related case with his business partner, Devin Archer. Certainly in 18, then 19, the laptop comes. The Justice Department and the FBI's conduct, what role does that play in your inquiry into the investigation? Well, we're working closely with Jordan. Jordan, Jim Jordan's on the Oversight Committee, but he's also going to be chairman of the Judiciary Committee. We're, we have so many investigations that uh, will be ongoing because there's been no oversight over the past two years of the Biden administration. So we're having to catch up. And the anything pertaining to the DOJ and FBI will be in judiciary. But when we find stuff out, we turn it over, obviously, to the Judiciary Committee. And what I find stri- you know, just amazing is that when the laptop guy gave the computer to the FBI, they were under the assumption that there were no copies, that that was it. 
And so they basically just sat on it. They, they you know, made, locked it up somewhere and thought, well, this story went away. And they didn't realize that there were three other copies. And that is compelling evidence of wrongdoing in the FBI, that something of this magnitude would would go uninvestigated. And it's not just the, the stuff that that Joe Biden has potentially done. The stuff that Hunter Biden said on there that we can't even talk about because it's so bad. And you you know exactly what I'm talking about, John, with the you know when you, the human trafficking aspect and and all of that. I mean, it, it is so bad what's on there. Any other human being in the United States would already be in jail if their last name wasn't Biden. Yeah, such an important point and so much to be dug into in the new year. You've got some whistleblowers and some witnesses lined up, interviews. Hunter Biden likely to be summoned as a witness, correct? We're going to do everything in our ability to hear from Hunter Biden. Honestly, the the people and the information that I want first are those bank violations and the bank records because we pretty much know uh, which living expenses Hunter was supposedly paying uh, for his father, Joe. And remember, Hunter's only income was the influence peddling schemes from China, Russia, and Ukraine. So when when the White House will uh, inevitably say, well, Joe Biden wasn't benefiting from Hunter's shady business dealings, uh, there's going to be, well, wait a minute. Now, who was paying for this and who was paying for that? How did the president afford this? Who paid for that? And And that's why we need the bank records and the bank violations. I was very specific at the press conference and very transparent with uh, the American people on this is what we're looking for specifically. This isn't a fishing expedition. We have every reason to believe that Hunter Biden was paying for living expenses uh, for Joe Biden, a significant amount of living expenses, and we want to verify that. Yeah, and that's why those bank records are so important, correct? That's that's. I mean, the bank records are the most important thing. The bank records, uh, the bank violations. And remember, John, the Democrats have set a precedent on this. They filed suit and won uh, enforcing the president, uh, former President Trump, to have to turn over his tax records. So the Democrats have already set a precedent for bank records and, and tax records. Prior to Joe Biden changing the rules on the suspicious activity reports, any committee in Congress could have access to those suspicious activity reports. So there's already a precedent there for the oversight committee to have both the bank violations and the bank records. Yeah, that's a great point. Yep. (laughs) Democrats are going to be in that category. Watch what you wish for pretty soon. (laughs) That's right. Real quick, I want to turn to something. I know it's in Jim Jordan's lane normally, but at an earlier time, the House Oversight Committee did a great investigation of the IRS targeting scandal, going after unfairly nonprofits that were conservative. One of the men that was fingered in that investigation is Jack Smith, the man now named to be the special prosecutor to pursue Trump. When you look at Smith's overall behavior, trying to pressure the IRS to go after conservative groups, later a team indicting the Virginia governor, Republican Bob McDonald, and then being reversed on by the Supreme Court for over-interpreting the law. Does this guy seem like the best uh, candidate to be a, a special counsel investigating Donald Trump? Not at all. And just when you think the DOJ can't get any more politicized, they do this. I mean, it's really sad and discouraging to the rank-and-file employees at the DOJ, the rank-and-file FBI agents in America, how politicized and unfair and biased the leaders at the DOJ and FBI have become. And hopefully that's something at the end of the day in a Republican majority we can somehow change. Because 
we've got to restore confidence in our Department of Justice and our FBI as a nation. And it's it's impossible with the current leadership. At the very least, we need new leadership at the top at DOJ and FBI, but we also need reforms. We can't just put new people in there. We're going to have to make a lot of reforms, and that's something that lots of committees in Congress are going to be working on this next session. Yeah, such important focus. And one other thing, you had a big statement today that I think a lot of people are cheering and applauding. You're going to delve deep into the border issues involving Mayorkas and the entire gang that's there. Tell us a little bit about what you've learned already about the border and the lack of truth that Americans have been getting from their own government. Well, my committee has been to the border twice as a committee. And then, of course, we have members like Andy Biggs, Gosar, Pat Fallon, Michael Cloud that represent uh, border states, Yvette Harrell in New Mexico. And, you know, this is it's just unbelievable what's going on down there. I mean, you basically have the Secretary of Homeland Security telling the Border Patrol agents to stand down. And you, you've turned them into the welcoming committee instead of the border agents. When, when Donald Trump was president, they were in charge of border patrol. Under Joe Biden, they've become the welcoming committee to anyone from anywhere in the world who wants to come to the United States. So we've had whistleblowers from border patrol come forward. We obviously have some of the most vocal opponents to the the president's current border policy, which is an open border policy on our committee. And this is something that uh, we're going to play a huge role from an investigative standpoint. You know, John, the, the press tried to say, well, the only thing the Republicans are going to investigate is uh, Hunter Biden, which, you know, again, this is a Joe Biden investigation. But at the end of the day, we're going to have about 40 ongoing investigations in the House Oversight Committee. That's why I'm farming some stuff out to Jim Jordan. Uh, and judiciary, we're farming some stuff out to, uh, you know, the Intelligence Committee and the Foreign Affairs Committee. At the end of the day, we're, we can have several credible investigations ongoing at one time when we will. Uh, so the obviously the Biden family influence peddling is going to be a major investigation. Uh, now we've announced today the the border policy and the decisions of Mayorkas are going to be a major focal point of an investigation. And we're going to be announcing more uh, as we lead up to January 3rd. Yeah, such important. In fact, very important oversight letters were sent to Homeland today. They really lay out just how bad the situation has gotten and the connection between fentanyl and all the people dying of poisonings around this country and that open border. I think a lot of people were applauding those letters as they saw them today. Congressman, last question. As we head into the holidays, there's a lot of concern about the state of the economy, maybe a rail strike on the horizon, a diesel shortage clearly on the horizon, inflation out of control. What can Republicans do to try to rein in some spending and bring down that inflation? You know, the Democrats are saying, why don't the Republicans pass a bill to stop inflation? Well, number one, the Democrats passed a bill they called the Inflation Reduction Act, which increased spending, which made inflation worse. Uh, the best thing the government can do to reduce inflation is stop spending unnecessarily. And that's what Republicans are going to We're going to put the brakes on the spending. So that's a major policy coming out of the uh, Republican majority. And, and you know, unfortunately, w- with respect to inflation, the Federal Reserve is going to continue to have to keep raising interest rates. So we're paying the price for Biden's big spending spree and Pelosi's big spending spree. And I think, you know, from a oversight standpoint, we're going to try to identify specific programs, specific bureaucracies, specific agencies that can be cut or even better eliminated. Uh, We're going to try to implement that Holman rule. We're going to do everything we can to try to reduce spending, which is the number one 
government reaction to trying to reduce inflation is to reduce spending. So we're essentially going to take the exact opposite approach of what Biden and the Democrats have done to uh, to reduce inflation. By the way, the approach you'll be taking will be the one the economists know works. Actually, you shrink spending, you shrink inflation, but the Democrats seem to have that backwards. That They did, yeah. Sir, great honor to have you on the show. A lot of moving parts. Really appreciate the update and wish you an early happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, John. Appreciate all the great work you do. You as well, sir. God bless you. Have a good one. Thanks. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. Over the last week, we've had a series of stories taking a look at another round of government-involved censorship, government-sanctioned, your tax dollars going to fund censorship, not only in the United States, but around the world. The most recent story, the State Department office, a State Department office has been partnering with DHS to actually create a video game called Cat Park designed to crush populism across the globe. That's right. The State Department's Global Engagement Center, which we knew was involved in censorship back in the 2020 election, they're promoting this game. They helped develop it. Our next guest, well, he's got some pretty strong thoughts about the government trying to cancel opinions in America. He's John Zadrozny. He is currently the Deputy Director for Investigations at America First Legal. The group that came up with this State Department document about the game, before that, he was a close advisor to President Trump on all things immigration and homeland security. Security. John, great to have you back on the show. Hey, John, thanks for having me on again. Great to be with you. This is an important document, an important story. Greg Piper does the story on our side here. You're starting to get a picture here of a government that wants to crush any dissent. It's as though we, they don't want us to question our government at all. Yeah, John, that's basically what it comes down to, and, it, and you're paying for it. Um, you know, and this, this particular instance is very creepy, in my opinion, for a lot of different reasons. You know, it's one thing over the last couple of years where 
we've been dealing with federal officials saying that's fake news, that's misinformation. What, what's literally happening here is the federal government through the State Department's Global Engagement Center has used taxpayer dollars to create a video game that, you know, to describe it in one sentence, is basically designed to make sure that nobody ever questions government again. It, it's it, the whole purpose of this game, it's called Cat Park, is to put users in the position of people who are involved in disinformation. And at first, the player in the, in the game is part of the disinformation campaign, but then they change their minds and they have to undo it. And it, really, though, what, what you when you go through this game, the whole premise is that people who complain about government are lying and anything they say is fake news and government really should never be questioned. It's a very disturbing trend. Um, and, and it's disturbing not just because uh, we're paying for it, and we're paying for censorship now, um, but also that this is a product that is not only being pushed on um, friendly allied populations around the world through our embassies, um, but also is available to the American people. And I, I, it's really not much of a stretch to imagine games like this being pushed domestically at some point too. Yeah, it's unbelievable to see what's going on. And there's multiple elements. There's one is this seems like to many people to be a waste of taxpayer money. Two, it's antithetical to the nation that our founding fathers created. Free speech was at the heart of it. The ability to dissent and question your government was what made America different from all of the banana republics in the world. It seems like we're losing that. These sort of things started at the end of the Trump administration with bureaucrats, but they didn't really surface until after Trump left office. It was kind of below the radar. The players on this, we now know that people like Chris Krebs was involved in this. Tell us the mindset of these bureaucrats and what their goal is in trying to create this sort of system where all dissent is called disinformation or conspiracy theories or, you know, whatever the term of the day is. Yeah, John, so you, you hit it right on the head a minute ago when you said that the First Amendment was founded just to prevent this sort of thing from happening and to distinguish us from other countries around the world. The First Amendment is not about art. It is about free speech against your government, your ability to speak against your government and basically raise grievances, ask for redress and so on. The First Amendment is no more about art than the Second Amendment is about hunting. And so there are people who on the left who understand, though, that their ideas are so bad so horrific and so unpopular that they will die in the marketplace of ideas if there's a competition between conservative ideas and liberal ideas. Conservative ideas win every day. And so in that environment, they have no choice but to push the, the narrative that anything that disagrees with what they're saying as government is, quote unquote, disinformation. And th there are tons of examples of that over the last few years, as we've seen. You pointed out, unfortunately, that this did sort of start during the previous administration, although I can tell you from having been involved in Homeland Security issues, this was not the sort of thing that was, they were really talking about. And some hostile actors, including some corrupt political appointees, including Kirsten Nielsen, uh, were involved in pushing this. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, there's that the CISA component of DHS, which is working with the Global Engagement Center and other parts of our government to develop these type of mind games to basically discourage people at home and abroad ever challenging what government says. And I, you know, it's, it's really, to me, it's disturbing because I don't, I don't know how we reach the young people who are falling for this and looking at this nonsense and saying, yeah, I'm, I'm educated now. I, I won't question government. It won't happen now that I've got, I played cat park. Um, and it, to me, it's the sort of thing that just needs to be stomped out in the first five minutes of the next administration, along with any desire to put a thumb on, on the scale of free speech. This is something, John, nobody wants to talk about. The First Amendment doesn't just guarantee you the right to accurate, honest speech. It guarantees the right to all speech. You can be lying. You can be wrong. 
the factor that the founders always trusted and that we should be always trusting is that in the marketplace of ideas, the marketplace will do the vetting, right? Like if I have an idea or proposal or I say something, someone will say, well, John, prove it. Show me the information and I can provide data to support what I'm saying. The left really can never come up with the receipts for what they want to do. And so the only way they win is when they crush the opposition. And that's what's so disappointing about this. It's just stunning what we're seeing and the persistence of it, too. It's in so many different places now. Just over the weekend in the health sector, all of a sudden the FDA came around and said, oh, you know, we didn't really mean to scare people away from ivermectin. It was only a recommendation. Now, I'm sorry, you got canceled if you even remotely talked about ivermectin as a possible solution. There has been a shift in the last few weeks of bureaucracies trying to either backpedal or break away from some of their hard-held claims. Is that maybe because there's about to be a shift in power in the Congress with the House? Uh, you know, that might be part of it, but no one's buying it, like you said. I mean, um, you know, that <laughs> turns out we were never at war with East Asia. We were always at war with Oceania, John. Uh, I just don't <laughs> question anyone who changes um, and says otherwise. But I think that is part of it. I think they are trying to get in, uh, get ahead of this. Uh, in terms of saying, no, 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 you misread what we were saying. Um, and uh, to me, though, it's it's insane. Like, I, speaking of healthcare, I can actually tie the cat park thing to the healthcare dynamic. You know, in the last few years, we have seen the left pretty much destroy the definition of the word vaccine um, by basically creating a vaccine that neither provides full medical safety for a patient nor prevents the spread of the virus. Uh, but in, in a way, cat park is actually described based on a scientific theory of um, intellectual inoculation. Like this is detailed in some of the pieces that are talking about it. What they're basically saying is they're trying to, quote unquote, inoculate Americans and foreign nationals against misinformation by teaching them through this game what is accurate and what is not. And, um, you know, it's a real reminder that there's so much to look at, and the next Congress is going to really have its work cut out for it. Um, but they're going to have to look at this misuse of taxpayer dollars. By the way, this might also be illegal. Uh, there's a law in the books called the Smith-Munt Act. Um, it's, been, it's been amended a couple times. I've heard about this, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a big deal. And I'm sure there are other laws too, but this is the one I, I encountered in the global broadcasting context, where the United States government was allowed to do public diplomacy uh, and you know, soft diplomacy through international broadcasting, but we, we were not and are not allowed to broadcast internally. Voice of America, Radio Free Asia, they were never allowed to broadcast into the United States for a reason, because it was designed to be engaging in foreign audiences. It was inappropriate for those dollars to be used domestically. Um, this is kind of a violation of that rule. Now, I don't know if the Global Engagement Center has the same restrictions, but the reality is this is essentially an, facially an outward facing tool, but realistically also an inward facing one. And I think it might violate the law. Yeah, it's pretty extraordinary. It's something we're going to have to keep an eye on. There are going to be lots of investigations next year in the Congress with House Republicans. James Comer has very specifically said as chairman of House Oversight, this censorship issue is going to get turned inside out. We're going to get to the bottom of what happened and why people are doing this. Where is a good place to start? When you when you look at this, you run investigations for America First Legal, where is the first thread that pulls apart this whole fabric that we've created of censorship in America? Well, that, that's a good question, John. Uh, one thing I would say before I get into that is uh, the, the reality is that uh, I hope the incoming House of Representatives has a robust uh, oversight investigation agenda. I'm actually concerned they're going to be a little soft and it's going to be on incumbent on conservatives to keep their feet to the fire, so to speak, and force continued scrutiny in a meaningful way. Uh, you know, I think the thing is really the most interesting thing we can probably start having the federal government do is start following money. In other words, 
someone's paying for this program. This money's coming from taxpayers. Why is this money being used for this? Why isn't it being used for something else? Um, and so on. I think you're going to have to, not you, but that Congress is going to have to accept the premise that there will be no meaningful oversight going forward of this, this very corrupt Biden administration that is not accompanied by a reduction in funding. Um, the, the main oversight power that Congress has is the one it refused, has refused to use for the last few decades, which is the reduction of funding for misbehaving agencies. And this is a great example. Like basically you could cut some percentage of the budget of the Global Engagement Center because they've got enough time to create these manipulative games. Uh, what aren't they doing? What aren't they talking to? Who aren't they talking to? What missions are they neglecting because they're trying to uh, brainwash Americans and foreign nationals into not questioning government? Um, you know, you could probably do the same thing with CISA or any other component of the federal agencies that aren't cooperating or following the law. And quite frankly, we could talk about this for hours because most federal agencies under the corrupt Joe Biden administration are not following the law. They're using their resources for things that are completely off mission. The only real oversight Congress has, John, is the power of the purse. And, you know, we can have all these finger wagging exercises of hearings where they wag a finger at a Mayorkas or a Garland and they say, I'll go back and figure that out. And then they lie on the way out the door and they come back in six months and do it all over again. You have to start cutting money. They have to start cutting funding for these agencies. One of the things, and we've been talking about it on this podcast and also on the television show every night, is the thing called the Holman Rule. This is a congressional procedure. It's been around since the Civil War that says if there is a federal bureaucrat, a federal office, a federal program that does not comply with Congress, does not abide by the laws that Congress have passed, you can defund it with a simple majority vote of the House. That is something that we're now beginning to hear is uh, gaining some traction. A uh, large number of the House members we've had on the show in the last couple of weeks really like resurrecting it, bringing it back. And we're waiting for Kevin McCarthy to tell us whether he's all in. But I do think that that's one of those sort of tools that could be almost like a, a line item veto, right? They could surgically go in and say, you're not enforcing immigration law. You're defunded. You didn't comply with the subpoena. You're defunded. What do you think of something like the Holman rule as a daily tool for Congress? I honestly think, John, they should use that tool 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The reality is that needs to happen. And it should be the sort of thing that's in real time. You know, we see, for example, the federal government, whether it's an external group like America First Legal or it's a congressional committee that does an oversight report, problems exposed, they're using this much money, gets cut the next day. Um, I honestly think that's the most valuable thing you could do. And I, the good news, I was happy to hear you just say what you said, that there are members who are going to be chomping at this. Uh, honestly, uh, they're going to have to push Kevin McCarthy to do it. He, he's clearly indicated he wants healing uh, instead of oversight. If he wants healing, he should leave Congress and open a spa. Uh, the reality is we need to actually engage with government in a meaningful way. And members of Congress with the Republican majority need to start cutting this funding. And I hope they, they stick to that message. That's great. And that should happen all the time. Um, and, you know, in, this is one of the blessings in disguise, John, about the slim House majority. I know a lot of people are upset about what happened on November 8th, but um, I've often thought that the best outcome for us was not like a 30 or 40 seat majority because that lets 30 or 40 Republicans vote with Democrats and, on stupid stuff. Uh, the four or five, six, I'm not sure what the final number is going to be, but it's going to be pretty close to a very thin majority, maybe even thinner than Nancy Pelosi had. And that's going to be good because those core Republicans you just mentioned are going to have to hold Kevin's feet to the fire and make him do real oversight. Yeah, it's so important. Such important stuff. In fact, there's a fascinating new report out today by Marco Rubio and Chip Roy. So a Texan and a Floridian, one in the Senate, one in the House, taking a look at how much woke ideology has now been inserted into the Pentagon, been inserted into the training at the various military academies, 
and its consequence on lowering readiness, lowering force cohesion. Really strong report called the Woke Warfighters. Really interesting development. That's the sort of oversight that could really have significant impact, right? When people can not only see, hey, their House and Senate are working together, but here is the data points and the consequences. It seems like when Republicans have done oversight in the past, they've oftentimes failed to focus on the consequence, right? They, they have the moment, they have the top line, but the, the downstream consequences get lost. What is a good key for an oversight committee or an investigative committee to make sure that they get to the consequences that matter at the dinner table? Yeah, I'm with you, John. The, the, the oversight in the past under Republicans, uh, and to some degree Democrats, although they're a little more organized than we are, uh, oversight under Republicans tends to be more of a kabuki theater than anything meaningful, right? It's just bad Democrat official, bad Democrat official. Now go back and fix that. And then they come back six months later and lie again. And there's no real consequence. I think if you want real consequence, real meaningful oversight, you know, again, the money's got to be at the core of the fight. Like if there's something being abused, there's an agency that's funded to the tune of whatever, and it's using some percentage of that to do something illegal, cut that percentage. Um, I think also uh, part of the oversight initiative is going to have to meaningfully result in something. So that's not just spending reductions, but for example, um, you know, there's that CISA component of DHS that should be closed. We should just shut it down. But the idea that if this is all this office is doing or all these offices are doing, um, there's no reason for them to continue to exist. And so Congress needs to step in. There should be some product in the words. Um, some combination of reduction in spending for that particular agency and or some sort of meaningful substantive reform. Just finger wagging by members of Congress at podiums is not helpful at all. Yeah, it's another form of virtue signaling instead of actual real meaningful oversight. So frustrating for so many people in the in the country. I want to turn to one last subject. Obviously, there has been long-term concerns about the politicization of the Justice Department, the overreach of the Justice Department. And by the way, I think most prosecutors and FBI agents who work cases, they are good-intentioned people. They try to follow the law, but there is this leadership mentality that tries to push the law beyond what it was intended. And last Friday, Merrick Garland announced that there's going to be a special counsel named to investigate Trump on both the January 6th Capitol riots and the documents found at Mar-a-Lago. And the guy they name is a guy named Jack Smith. And I recognize the name instantly, not because of his role at The Hague, where he's a, currently a war crimes prosecutor, but he's the guy that writes an email and gets started a series of events in 2010 that encourages the Justice Department and the IRS to begin the targeting scandal that was one of the biggest scandals of the Obama years. And then later, it's his unit, the Public Integrity Section of Justice, that pursues Virginia Governor Bob McDonald then somebody a lot of people thought might be a vice presidential candidate. And they charge him with bribery. They get him convicted. Then the Supreme Court comes around and saying, your entire definition of what a public act was, which you need in order to make a bribery case, was totally wrong. It was extra statutory. You stretched it way too far. A guy trying to push the IRS to go after conservatives, a guy going after a Republican governor on a stretch of a legal interpretation, now going to be the guy investigating President Donald Trump. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, John, I know some of the guys who were on uh, Mr. McDonald's uh, defense team, and it was one of it was a pretty strong, proud victory for them. And, and but it's exactly your point is exactly that, which is that the left loves to take aim at our guys. And they know what when things get sorted out later, it's too late for true, true apology. Right. Um, it doesn't surprise me that they picked a guy like Jack Smith. Um, he is a thorough partisan, a, a blood spitting deep stater. And, you know, the thing is, 
our side, it's funny because it really paints quite the contrast between the Republicans and the Democrats. That the Republicans would engage in all sorts of hand wringing about not picking someone sufficiently neutral, and then wind up picking like a, a Bob Mueller who's completely hostile um, to an honest investigation. Um, but the left doesn't doesn't care. In some ways, we should take a page out of their book and find the next time there's a Republican president that appoints a special counsel, it should be the most conservative, hard hitting attorney we can find who will not apologize for doing his or her job. Um, but it doesn't surprise me that they picked him. It's pretty extraordinary times we're living in and the weaponization of these federal agencies to censor our speech or to the settle political scores is becoming more and more clear every day. It's a really troubling time. John, real quickly, all the great stuff that you're doing at America First Legal, what's the best way for people to follow your work and the work of America First Legal? Well, I thank you, John, for that. I encourage everyone who wants to come see what we're doing, uh, check us out. And if you have any information about something we should be looking into, uh, please come check us out at aflegal.org. That's alphafranklegal.org. Uh, and uh, there's plenty of information. There's some contact information, and you can see what's on our horizon for for doing our best to to you know work with Congress and work with the American people and help transparency and freedom as best we can. It's such easy stuff to overlook. And you guys do such important work. You're fighting in the courts, where, by the way, conservatives and everyday Americans are winning in the courts more and more. Such a very important operation that you guys run. Folks, if you want to go check it out one more time, aflegal.org, aflegal.org, go check it out. They've got a great newsletter. Sign up for it. I keep on top of all of the breaking news just because of that great newsletter. So keep an eye on that and enjoy it, John. Always an honor to have you on, and congratulations on helping us expose the State Department story. That document became such an important part of our overall coverage the other day, so we're really grateful. Thank you, John. Honored to be on the show. Thanks again for everything, and I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, you as well. Enjoy. We'll have you back after the holiday. Thank you, sir. Thanks, my friend. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these commercial messages. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Wow, what an interview with James Comer, congressman from Kentucky, incoming chairman of the House Oversight Committee. And of course, John Zadrozny, always on top of the most important issues right now in Homeland, which involve a lot of censorship, a lot of troubling censorship in that arena. And we're looking at all of that over the next few days. We're going to have a couple more scoops on censorship over the next few days. All right, tonight on the TV show, we've got a great lineup. You're going to be pretty excited about everybody that's coming on. 
And that's why we are going to give you an early heads up. That's what we do on this show. We give you a chance. Congressman Ralph Norman's in the house. He's going to react to all of the things that we've been talking about today, including the appointment of the special prosecutor, Jack Smith's background that we just talked about. And also, because Congressman Norman sits on the House Banking Committee, House Financial Services Committee, it's called, we're going to ask him, are they going to look at that FTX cryptocurrency company that defaulted? And went into deep problems after giving lots of money to Democrats and some Republicans as well. We're also asking him about the new report by Congressman Roy and Rubio on wokeness. I'm sure he'll weigh in on that. Very important stuff. In addition, Congressman Andy Biggs, he's leading the resistance of conservative Republicans against Kevin McCarthy becoming the next speaker in Congress. Uh, we're going to ask Andy Biggs, what's up with that? What's going on? He's, of course, the congressman from Arizona. And of course, big bombshell over the weekend. The Arizona Attorney General says they're investigating irregularities in the Maricopa County counting of votes and the casting of votes during the midterm elections. Carrie Lake, of course, very concerned about that. Abe Hamaday, all very worried about that. We're going to cover that with Congressman Biggs as well. So Eddie Biggs and Congressman Ralph Norman, two members of Congress, back to back on the TV show. Be sure to check in on that. Now, as you know, we have all sorts of amazing sponsors, partners, strategic advertisers in our fold. They make what we do possible on a daily basis. And one of them are my good friends at Cozy Earth. In fact, it's funny. I was making the bed yesterday. I realized, oh man, it's winter time. I got my Cozy Earth sheets. I love them. And my wife loves them. And like, well, you know, we don't use any of their sheets anymore. They just sit in the closet. We're always using the Cozy Earth bedding. And we know why. It's comfortable. It's heat adjusting. We love it. So if you've got a love affair with your Cozy Earth sheets, like my wife and I do in our home, I have an idea. How about you go and make that one of your Christmas gifts this year for the holidays? Why not? Cozy Earth is the brand that made Oprah's favorite things first. Cozy Earth luxury bedding. They're not only super soft, but they're made from the finest premium viscose from highly sustainable bamboo. And secondly, anything from their luxurious loungewear collection, including soft and stylish bamboo pajamas, joggers, tees, and more. So you want to get double comfort for your family, your friends, your loved ones. Here's what you do. Buy them some bedding. Buy them some loungewear. They're going to be living in absolute warmth and luxury and comfort all winter long. And if you do that right now, you're going to save 40% on all things Cozy Earth. How? By going to CozyEarth.com slash Just News. Let me give that again. Cozy, C-O-Z-Y, Earth.com slash Just News. You're going to save 40% off anything you buy there today. That is one of the best Christmas discounts you're ever going to get. Go out, get ahead of the Black Friday shopping. Go and get these incredible gifts. Great sheets, great bedding, and of course, great loungewear that looks great. They also have joggers and tees, which a lot of people don't realize. Amazingly comfort made from that bamboo. Check it out today. CozyEarth.com slash Just News. 40% off. Don't miss it. All right, folks. That wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast. From, oh, wait a second. We got some breaking news. Just happened. Look at that. Just as we're closing out. The former acting U.S. Capitol Police Chief, who was the face of the department in the immediate aftermath 
of the January 6th Capitol riots. Uganda Pittman is stepping down. She's retiring as the Republicans are about to take over. Expect her to be one of the many witnesses that will be called to testify next year in Congress. Her retirement won't stop that. But Deputy Chief Pittman stepping down. That was just broken by our good colleague, Nick Ballacy here at Just the News. Go check that out. Breaking news alert just moved a few moments ago. All right, folks, check out the TV show tonight. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.